Welcome to episode two of Unity Society podcast. Wow. Welcome back. My name is Dieter Randolph. My name is Jenny Randolph. And these are the sounds of our voices. We like to begin our podcast by uh, starting with a segment we call Gather Round, and that's just when we talk about what's going on, what we've been up to. So what have you been up to? I have rediscovered Kawa Coffee, the, the coffee place that we go to. It's a local chain right here in St. Petersburg, the finest city on the face of the earth. And uh, seasonally, Kawa brings back a uh, marshmallow mocha. And I have to say, as you know, Jenny, I am dead set against flavored coffees because the coffee should be good enough and I'm enough of a nerd and all of that word that's really important that nothing interfere with the actual coffee. Flavored coffees are not for serious people. However, um, seriousness can go right away when you were talking about the marshmallow mocha. And today I had the first one of the season. Um, Didn't they just release it uh, Friday, I think? I think so, because think they're very, Friday. yeah, they don't jump the gun about Christmas stuff. As we're recording this, it is uh, December 8th. We're going to be releasing it about a month later because we want to have a few of these ready to go. So you'll be when you listen to this you'll be at the tail end of the quote-unquote christmas season but this is a good way to begin so i'm obsessed with that and i had one today for the first time in a year or so and i'm ready to go back i have a confession as well um is maury povich about to walk in i'm concerned that's really old does maury povich have a maury povich is still doing the thing really yeah. Yeah. no yeah in fact he's here right now maury no, no, I thought, no, because it wasn't more current than Maury Povich was Jerry Springer, but then Jerry Springer's bodyguard took over. What's his name? Steve, right? I can't believe we're going down this road. Anyway. Yes, Steve has a show. Maury Povich. Hey, Siri. Does Maury Povich have a television show? Sorry, I couldn't find anything called Maury Povich. <laughs> Well, we're going to have to get our investigative team to work on that. Okay, you'll we're have to tune so in. so far off the topic You'll have to tune in for the next episode to see if Maury Povich actually, actually has to have a show. So anyway, um, yeah, the confession for me was I have a seeming addiction to bubbly water. I cannot stop drinking it, as you know. And like even when we go out to restaurants and I ask for... The bubbly water they're like oh do you want the small size do you want the human size and i'm like no <laughs> would you bring like the me... size for a human being to consume right no i'm like bring me the liter and they're like oh is this for the table and i'm like no this is for me so i sit and drink like over 33 ounces of bubbly water just when we go out to dinner really no it's becoming a problem because like when i go to have like still... going to the restroom or i don't know i don't know but somewhere and i don't even know if this is true maybe you told me i don't know that your body absorbs the hydration faster with the bubbly water. Is that mm -hmm. true, or is that like some wives' tale? No, or... carbonated water. This is we, we. This is way down a rabbit hole. Carbonated water will quench your thirst faster because it gets past the part of your digestive system. It gets into your system faster. Oh well, I don't know if that's what's happening, but it's awesome and um, hydrate kids. 
what else is going well, on for you this week? What I am delighted to find out about is that there's a the, a show, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. It's got all of the things that I like. It's a British show, and when I was a kid, I grew up on Monty Python and Doctor Who and all of that kind of thing. And so it speaks to that kind of thing. But but the thing for me is that Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency is a, is a couple of books. are written by Douglas Adams, the guy that wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. And... Those books are wonderful. I reread them every single year. It's just kind of a thing with me, and it's just they're they're great and they're funny, but they're also really smart and just everything. But the premise of the books, and they've carried this through to the show to some extent, is his he's a detective, and his his idea is that he his investigative technique has to do with investigating the way that everything is interconnected. So you can imagine as a unity baby. This spoke to me, and his idea was I could interview a table if I could talk to it in a way that made sense to me or to it, and it would tell me something about the case I'm trying to solve, because there's only one presence and one power, and everything's connected, and so if I talk to this one thing, it helps me figure out something else. And of course, given, if you know anything about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or any of that kind of thing, you can imagine incredibly funny, silly, weird things happen all throughout, and yet there's such an intelligence and such a sensitivity and such a sense that, once again, everything is connected. There's no accidents in the universe. And so on some level, it's not like it's a Unity show, but on some level, it's really appealing. And so I really recommend the show. The books are wonderful. There's two Dirk Gently books. See, I haven't read the books. I so One of them's called Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, and the other one's called The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul. So it's fun to see... Just that little idea, even though it's filtered through all kinds of stuff, just that little idea, make it through to the mainstream media in some way. In some way, you can look at it and go, hey, there's some of our people are doing something out there. And it's on BBC America. Mm -hmm. And I like that Elijah Wood is on it. Frodo. Yeah. Well, Elijah Wood. His name is not Frodo. Um, That is a character that he played. His name is Maury Povich. (laughs) No, but I really do. I, he he's phenomenal. He he really is very good in it, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad to see him him working and kind of throwing off the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, apparently, it's not worked so well for me because that's how I know him. But well, yeah, yeah but you know, but it's nice to see, see him doing something yeah. different. We live about an hour or so away from Disney World, and so we go all the time. It was part of our children's homeschooling. Yeah. We did we did unschooling and the basic idea of unschooling is you take whatever the kid is interested in and you make it educational. And so Raina, our oldest, when she was a kid, she wanted to be an imagineer. And those are the people at Disney that design the roller coasters and all that. And so we went to Disney a lot and we would go on the roller coaster and then we talk about how the physics of that works and we right. talk about economics because there's a lot of it at Disney and the psychology of why it's attractive to walk down the street and why that that thing at the end of the street draws you in and and, and the art of it and the creation of it and the so ev- much everything yeah and underground Disney is phenomenal yeah. it really is it, it really does you learn a lot. You know, somebody told me the other day, I had said something about Disney, and somebody told me, well, I just don't like Disney. I like things, I like things that are real. And oh. I thought, well, it's real. It's, I was there. It's but, real. <laughs> but the point is, well, they got robot animals and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, I get that. However, you know, when I watch Star Wars, I know that there is no such guy as Luke Skywalker. Do you? Yeah, pretty sure. Are, are you pretty sure? sure. But, I, don't, I don't know. I, there's... I don't know. I think sometimes you hope there is. The hopes are different. We're not talking about hope. The the point is, I I don't need it to be real. The point of it, in fact, is that it's a a make-believe world. 
and I'm okay with that. And yeah, there's something to be said for realism. When we were in Muir Woods a couple weeks ago, that was gorgeous and mm -hmm. wonderful. But it scratches a different itch. I think there's something wonderful about going to a make-believe world and going, look at what people are capable of. Look at the engineering and the, the thought. And someone had a meeting about what color to paint that garbage can. Somebody cared about each and every oh, little thing. Oh, what's the green called uh, that they painted? It's called uh, Go Away Green. I can't remember what it is, but I believe that it's Go Away Green mm -hmm. because it is the perfect shade that your eye doesn't see it. I see. I love it that somebody thought about it. Well, there's a teleology. Someone has thought about each and every moment of that, and I want that for a minute. I mean, you and I are, are people where a, a good hunk of our lives, people are asking us what we think about something, what's the next thing that has to happen and all that, and I'm grateful for that. It's an honor. However, it's nice to be able to go to a place where somebody is, somebody is already thinking about that stuff, where everything has already been thought about. And the other thing that, that I really appreciate about going to Disney this time of year is that at Epcot Center they have a, a giant lagoon and every night, every single night, they do this amazing fireworks display and most people who know about Epcot Center have seen it. However, around the holidays, after the regular fireworks thing happens, they do a special secondary performance, and I don't know why I call it secondary, except that it comes second. Yeah, it's yeah. Much it's bigger. A, it's like an add-on. Yeah, but it's much bigger than the original and during it they play Let There Be Peace, which is, you know, it's an old Methodist hymn, but it's something that we sing in unity at the end of all of our services. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, for just that moment, all of those people, and how many thousands of people oh, yeah. are gathered around the, that lake to watch the fireworks, everybody united, nobody's fighting, it's, it's people from all over the world. I know I'm a sap about it, but I can't help it. In that moment, each and every one of those people is a unity person. Yeah. And so it means so much to me, and I'm so excited that we get, get to go do that once again. It kind of, for me, that's part of what makes it Christmas. You know, that's mm -hmm. sort of the, there's these little milestones that we look for, yeah, and I, I, I really do treasure that. As we move into the dig in segment, I wanted to talk about something that happened to you and I today at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. We were actually in the checkout line, and I had finished mine because I have no self-control, but you still had your Kawa cup. Yeah, my marshmallow, your, your mocha. marshmallow mocha. I had a large, by the way, and you had a small, and I still finished mine. I, I finished. We got to the produce section, and mine was already gone, but you know, you know why? I don't have you a problem. You know why? Because hmm. I'm civilized. That may be. That may be. You're I probably animal. still have some on my shirt. But th <laughs> the point is, the cashier, or rather the, the lady the bag, yeah, the, the, the lady bag in the grocery said, is there a Kawa around here? Because I know about the one downtown. And she goes, is there one by here? I didn't know. I only go to the one downtown. And I, ref I, I couldn't even attach to the idea that, that you wouldn't know about all of the various places to get coffee in this city. But beyond that, I thought it was such a funny moment, and of course we told her where it was and what we like to order, and, and we gave her much more information than she wanted. She really only wanted to know paper or plastic, but we, we told her everything, because that's kind of who we are, and I have to say, Jenny, especially who you are. I'm a talker. But but you want to help people, and yeah, I, I, I do. I'm grateful I do. for that. But the, I couldn't even understand it, because... I wanted to say, okay, wait, you work here at this grocery store. That means that you come to this building several times a week. You're here all the time. And how can you not know about 
a place that's right by here. And it's no reflection on her. She's got her own things going on in life and all that. I do remember when I was working at a record store when I was about the age of the bagger, I would have, you know, I'd go on break and I'd go find whatever, the Burger King or the coffee place or the whatever close by. So, so for me, I could tell you every single place to get coffee or whatever in a, in a 20 mile radius from here because I, I, I just think that way. But it occurred to me that there are so many people in the world who are just so full, busy, bored, fill in the blank, that they don't look up. I don't know if it's because of our personality or if it's a generational thing, um, but I'm not sure. I don't. I don't have the answer there, but I. I don't think it's a generational. No, thing. No, because you, there are younger people. There are Youers, Youth of Unity, the teenage group that that have this. Who are so on the ball about just paying attention to their lives, that's and there true. are people way older than us who've got the blinders on, who don't know. And it's obviously, it's not just about knowing where the coffee shop is. It's about knowing what's going on in your life. And I think it comes down to deciding that it's worth interacting with. Well, also, you know, we're flooded with a constant stream of information. I think that we are technically more connected than we have ever been Mm -hmm. in the history of humanity. And yet really not connected at all. And and so it's really interesting to kind of take a step back and really go, okay, how are we connected? How do we connect? Do we connect over, you know, the material stuff? And I would argue that that's a start. Anything. I, I think that anything beats living in the kind of bubbles that people often live in. And we talked a little bit about this last time too, but for me it's the idea that people are just waiting. And what I mean by that is there are those people who really feel like either they don't deserve something really special happening right in front of them. Maybe they grew up in a situation where they were told they were sinners or they were just told they're no good or some combination of that. Or more often, it's that there's some kind of carrot at the end of the stick. Someday there'll be this good thing. I call it destination mentality. The idea that that right now is not worth my attention, but someday I'll get to graduate or I'll get to retire or I'll get my ship will come in and my prince or princess charming or whatever it is. There's this eventual reward, but when you really think about it, it doesn't even make sense. How is it ever going to be better if you're not paying attention now because your future is just made up of a succession of right nows? And if you're not good at right now, well, if you're not paying attention right now, who says you'll you'll be looking in the right place when your ship does come in? Right. And I think that it's so important to just pay attention. Well, we were talking about this a little bit earlier um, in the week, and we got to questioning how can you be at peace with where you are and still have that drive to succeed and 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 to go and to do and everything and how do you how do you find that balance so i'm supposed to be very comfortable with where i am but at the same time i'm striving for the next goal for mm-hmm. the next as you say the next carrot and so the question is is how do we how do we balance that and i think the answer is is that you have to be enough in the flow and take the time 
to be grateful where you are mm-hmm. and appreciate where you are and the things that you have, like you said, otherwise you're going to miss it. And so maybe maybe it's not so much the balance. Maybe it's a realization of, thank you, God, that I'm in this spot. Take a look around. Take a couple of breaths and just be at peace for a moment before you make your next move. Well, absolutely. I would say to somebody who brought that up, I would say, what if you were okay right now? And and here's what I mean by that. I, I think that there are some people that spend their life trying to chase success or call it whatever you want, success, satisfaction, a state of being okay, some some kind of idea like that. And what I'm saying is if you're always trying to chase it, you're not appreciating what you have. You'll never get there. You'll always be in a state of frustration. And not the good kind where you want to make things better, just the angry kind. Right. There's a lot of people who are just angry. Yeah, they're probably driving in cars down <laughs> down the main highway right So now. what I'm saying is the, if the question is how can I go for success but also be okay with where I am, I would say you can't. But you need to change the rules of the game. It's not about going for success. It's about recognizing that right now, I am a successful person. Yeah, of course, there's more stuff you want to do. Maybe you got to figure out how to pay the bills. Maybe you got to figure out your love life. Maybe you got to do. But what if it's not, I'm trying to plug a hole, but rather, what if I really got okay with the idea that the universe takes care of its own? What if I was really comfortable with that notion? This is right out of the consider the lilies of the field kind of a stuff. So what if I say, it's not that I'm chasing success, but rather right now I am taken care of. So I don't do these things because I'm looking to chase something, because I'm looking to fill a hole, but rather I do these things because these are the things a successful person does. I'm not talking about stagnation. I'm not talking about holding still. Nothing holds still. Yeah, I don't think you could hold still. No, the idea of heaven, let's say, is a place where you hold still sounds terrible. Yeah. So what I'm saying is keep moving, keep striving, keep moving forward, but do so with the idea that I'm doing things that a successful, happy, taken care of person does. My idea of being successful has to do with action and accomplishment. I want to keep moving forward, but I have if I'm going to make this work, I can't chase success and happiness anymore. I have to be happy and do the things that a happy person does. Well, I think successful people drink bubbly water. I'm sure they do. So I'm there. I'm sure they Check. do. Yeah, there's no question Done. about it. Over. But you know what I mean? I think, that, <laughs> I think that changing the rules of the game is profoundly important. Stay hungry. Right. But understand that you're not going to starve. Just to bruise that metaphor a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Do the things a successful person does, but don't stop and don't hate where you are. Pay attention and for God's sakes, learn where the coffee shop is. We're in a good place to talk about the next piece of this. And this is our listen up segment. This is when people send us questions for us to answer, to talk about. And uh, the way to do that is by contacting us through our website, unitysociety.com. There's a great contact us page and all of that. You can also write us through our Facebook page, through Twitter, on and on and on and on. And at the end of the show, we'll bring back some of the ways that you can contact us. It's pretty easy to do. The easiest way is just to find us on the website. Um, anyway, the question this week, and I won't share the person's name because they asked me not to, 
But the question has to do with this thing that we do at the end of the year in unity. It's one of the few ceremonies we have. It's called the burning bowl. And uh, So, Dieter, <laughs> what is the burning bowl? Well, that was the question. People were like, well, the, the, the person who asked the question said, what is the point of that? Basically, the idea is, and different unity churches do it differently, but it's more or less the same thing. The idea is that there is a bowl, and it usually has a candle next to it or a fire burning in it, something like that. And once again, in unity, we're really big on not washing the outside of the cup, you know, and focusing on the external things. There's not a lot of pomp and circumstances, not a lot of ceremony. Most people that come to unity, we're fairly casual clothes. It's kind of that when I do the Sunday service, I almost always wear jeans. You know, it's one of those things. And so it's, that's a, and that's a mixed blessing because sometimes a ritual is really beautiful and every ritual really is a pronouncement of, I mean it. Right. This is a real thing. I'm taking my beliefs that are on the inside into action on the outside. So sometimes ritual is really important. This is one of the few rituals we have. And every year I'm surprised at how much it moves me. But anyway, the, the, the structure of the ritual is that there's this bowl and there's either a fire next to it or in it. And everybody who's there gets a piece of paper and something to write with. And through the course of the, usually the evening, but through the course of the ceremony, um, the person talking says, this is a time for release. Take something that you're ready to be done with and write it on your piece of paper. If they're doing it the way I'd like them to do it, the, the minister or whoever does it is very careful to say, now this is not about a person. In unity, we always say the idea is not to get the thing. The thing is to get the idea. Right. So it's not like I want this person to be rubbed out. Yeah, no people's names. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. This is no, not a, something not to the mafia. Yeah, yeah, God's not a hitman. But and it shouldn't even be like I want to get rid of my car because it's not about the stuff. It's about the idea. The truth is if you had the right ideas the right sense about what role that person has in your life, for example, you'd either have a better relationship with them or you'd be done with them. Mm -hmm. So getting rid of the person, the place, or the thing is never the answer. They say there's no geographical cure for precisely that reason. If you just had a completely different Freaky Friday life swap situation with somebody, you would almost immediately draw the same kind of relationships, the same kind of experience to yourself because that's what your heart and your mind are ready for. Everything happens on a level of soul readiness, right? So the idea is not to write a noun on that piece of paper. So what you do want to write is an idea. What kind of idea are you ready to be done with? That's what you're supposed to write on the piece of paper. And it's whatever. I'm ready to be done with fear, let's say or the thought of lack, or the feeling that I'm on my own. Because I know that there's only one presence and one power. We're all connected. Whatever it is, whatever idea. And Actions, verbs, not nouns. Not nouns. That's important. And so you write that, you spend some time with it, and the idea is, and if you don't have a unity center close by, or even if you do, this is something you can do at home. Keep the fire extinguisher close by, do it out in the backyard or something. But... It's really powerful, and you don't have to wait until... It's traditionally a New Year's thing, for obvious reasons, but do it whenever. Sometimes in life, it's time to cleanse. And some people do stuff with sage or whatever when they're ready to cleanse. I'm not big on that. I don't really go in for that. Yeah. I, I need it to have a different kind of a meaning. 
anytime you just feel waterlogged in your life, maybe it's time to take out the garbage a little bit. And this is a great way to do it. So anyway, do that. Get a candle and some kind of a bowl or you can get one of those fire pits or whatever it is for you. The flash paper is really cool too. Yeah. Writing it on flash paper. Yeah, I love that. And some churches do that. And the the idea is when you you go up to the bowl or the whatever it is at the front of the sanctuary or in your backyard or whatever, and you set that piece of paper on fire. And whether it's flash paper and it just goes right up or whether it's a slow burn, it's really important because there's nothing magic about the paper. The magic is in your consciousness, your readiness, your awareness. And so what has to happen is get a real clear feeling about what did it look like when that paper burned up? What did it smell like even? What did it feel like? Did you feel some heat from the paper? Get Just make a, a real clear memory. Because, as we've talked about before, the universe asks you if you mean it. And we'll talk, I think we should do a whole show about that at some point. Yeah, we probably will. But, that comes up in our life a lot. Yeah, so, it does, for um, sure. So we, we'll probably inevitably talk about it at some point. Yeah. Probably more than once. <laughs> Maybe we show it next week. But the the thing about it is one way or another, it's very possible that when you make that, because we talked about it with identity and authenticity last week too. When you put yourself out there, the universe will say, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And so if you put it out there, I'm ready to be done with fear. Right. Some of that old stuff's going to come up for you. And so. Well, you have, it's a, it's, it's an opportunity to demonstrate that you are, you are done with it. That's what we mean when we say, do you mean it? Exactly. And so that's important. It's like, if I say something, I, I guarantee you within the next day or two, I will have an opportunity to demonstrate the words that I spoke a few days earlier. Yeah. And it happens all the time. And by the way, this goes back to what we were talking about before. It's not that you have more power than anybody else. No. But you are a yeah. powerful manifester because you are really paying attention to what the universe has to say. You got your eyes open. Jenny, the thing I've always said about you is you've got this look like the lights are on and everybody's home. Aww. And so that's and that's just that's always been the truth. And so that's the thing. You're paying attention, and so it makes you a powerful manifester. And the downside of that is when you say, no, 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 I'm done with this, almost instantly the universe says, are you sure? Because I got this for you. And so when those moments come up for you, that's a perfect time to just sort of breathe for a second and remember that memory of that thing burning up. And you can sort of say to yourself, no, no, I got done with that. It sounds really funny, but the image that I have sort of... um burned into my brain no pun intended mm. um do you remember uh the guy that one year it was years ago it was probably oh, like I know 18, story you're gonna say. 18 years ago and big guy mm-hmm. big guy and um, i think he has made his transition at this point but he was probably he did the work he was here to do i know yeah. and, and i won't say his name but giant biker kind of scary guy yeah. but just the sweetest guy he'd shake your hand and just he would consume your hand in his meaty paw yeah you know? no just but like just, just a, a teddy bear just the, oh yeah just sweetest the guy ever greatest sweetest guy yeah. loved him yeah. and um but there was this one year he walked down the middle of the kinda, sanctuary yeah. And he was he was on purpose, mm-hmm. and we had been sitting in the silence because traditionally we burn and give people an opportunity to burn their 
their stuff that they want to release in the silence. Yeah, the preacher says a few words. And there's yeah. like a meditation usually. And so, then it's just sort of music, soft music playing in the background. And yeah. It's a meditative yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, but there's no words being spoken. And he walks up to um, the bowl, to the burning bowl. And he pulls out this arrow, this wooden arrow. I don't even know where he was keeping it, but that's how big the guy was. Yeah, it's just, like, he's like, he just had he just, an he arrow. Just he had, had an arrow. Archery equipment. Right. So it's like, what? <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. He pulls it. I don't even know if he had a quiver, but whatever. <laughs> we'll pretend. But he pulls out a single arrow and holds it up above his head. I remember this. And breaks it in half, throws it on the fire, turns around brushes his hands together, and walks away. And the look on his face, his whole comportment before and after that, I never forget it. But, you know, I've seen people, because I've grown up every year of my life, I've been at, le- at at least one of oh, these. Oh, yeah. And so I've seen people come in with a sheaf of papers. Mm-hmm. Notebooks. Now, they've been working on this, just mm-hmm. whole notebooks. I, I think that it's possible to overdo that because what you really want is a really solid memory. You're trying to re- you reinforce a, a moment in consciousness. Yeah, I would rather do it multiple times during the year than save it all up for yeah. one time and just have a very concise... Uh, that That's what works you for me. You want a because, solid memory. Because I, I feel like you can, you can really get over the couple of things that are really sort of... Sticking, yeah. sticking in your craw. Because you know? we we don't the ceremony doesn't fix you. It's not magic in that way. Nothing outside of you is stronger than what's inside of you. That's just the way it works. In the Bible, it says, "Greater is He that is within me than He that is in the world." And this is part of what that means. Mm-hmm. And so th- the idea is not, oh, you magically, you know, nuked your whole phone book full of regrets. It's that in this moment. I choose to release fear. Right. For example, and like you said, the look on his face—it was just—it was beautiful. He was beautiful in that moment, mm-hmm. and it's funny that when I think of release, it's not a memory of my—it's—it's it's my memory of him releasing it but, as as that pure example. But that's honestly that's what I think about when when I'm ready to release something. I'm like I'm. Busting my arrow. I don't even know know what it meant for him. It doesn't clearly, matter. But it doesn't matter. Because it's what it meant for you. It doesn't matter. And that this same guy, by the way, w- would often wear overalls. And he could pull off overalls. So I was jealous of that because I'd look ridiculous. But it worked on him. But he always would carry a couple of spoons. He played the spoons. And when mm-hmm. there was music or something, he'd play the spoons. And, and I remember somebody asking, how come you have the spoons? And he said, somebody might have some chili. <laughs> But that's the kind of guy he was, ready to release and ready to to be taken care of, ready to receive. And that's the way that I want to be, too. And so the point of the burning bowl is to make room, to take out the garbage, because sometimes that's what we need to do so that you have room to behold the beauty that's right there, the coffee shop that's just around the corner. That's kind of how it goes. That's beautiful. Thanks. Thanks for answering my question. You're welcome, Internet stranger. So the next part of the the, uh, podcast is called Check It Out, and uh, that's where we talk about what's coming next. So Jenny, what's coming next? Well, um, please go to Amazon and look for our book. It's called Branching In, The Journey from Alone to All One. And we just so appreciate you grabbing a copy of that and reviewing it and putting that up on Amazon. It helps us spread the words. We think it's a pretty good book. And we think that you'll enjoy it too. It's. Um, I'm holding a copy right now. I'll hold it closer to the microphone so you can hear it. 
There it is. It's just, it's so much fun to have a physical copy of it now. And, and uh, the, it's, it, right now it's on regular book format paperback and, and it's also Kindle. on Kindle. It's also on Kindle. And you can and read on your Apple device or whatever exactly, too. Exactly, exactly. And uh, please come and visit First Unity. That is our home church. Dieter speaks there quite often. Firstunity.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that you're going to be speaking there a lot in January, mm-hmm. some in February. And I also know that you have a prosperity class that starts January 10th. January 10th at 7 at o'clock, 7 at, o'clock First at First Unity Spiritual Campus. And that's going to be amazing. Do you think you'll sit in on some of those uh, classes? Yeah, I think so. I, I owe... I owe some people baked goods. Um, yeah. I brought... if, if you've never been to one of my classes, when Jenny comes, she brings something that she's baked. And so that's kind of a, an important thing. Bribery is never a bad thing. And so, <laughs> no, but I think that what people really respond to is that you and I are doing it together and sort of, we, I think we've got a good chemistry and we're trying our best to live this stuff. And maybe that shows a little bit. I yeah. hope so. And I cookies, so. cookies are good. Cookies are Yay. good. Cookies is good. Yeah. You can also find us on Facebook, Unity Society on Facebook. And that's facebook.com slash the Unity Society. And Twitter, uh, our Twitter handle is at the Unity Society. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, our handle is the Unity Society. You can also follow me on Instagram, my personal account. It's at Jenny A. Randolph. Um, come find me. I got some neat pictures, some neat ideas on there. We'd also love for you to be able to tell your friends about us. If you've enjoyed the podcast so far, please tell the people that you love and the, and the people that you think would get something out of this. Uh, share it. And also, please iTunes reviews that helps us out so much. It it gets us heard and and it, it, take a minute. If you're sitting in front of your computer right now listening to this, take a moment and go to iTunes and review it. It's all you have to do. It's going to take ten seconds of your life, and it makes a huge difference for us. This this podcast is completely supported by you doing that. So please take a minute and do it. Please encourage your friends to do it. Share the uh, the post where you found it. Share it with somebody else. Um, we're just working on this. We're refining what the podcast is, is going to be. We're trying to let it tell us what it needs to look like. We're going to get better at it every single time. But along the way, we're so grateful for your feedback. So the two things you can do are spread the word, which includes those reviews, and let us know. Once again, there's lots of ways to contact us through our Facebook, through Twitter, through all of those means. But most of all, go to the website, unitysociety.com, and go to the contact. Let us know how we're doing. Right. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns, constructive criticism. We love it all. We just love to talk to you guys. So we welcome any and all of your communication. By the way, there's some other things that we'll be talking a little bit more about. We're going to talk about some retreats we got going on in the coming weeks. We've got we're going to talk about the uh, branching and will eventually be an audiobook and we're going to yeah. record that pretty soon. But uh, just sort of keep an eye out for that kind of stuff. All right, Dieter. Let's uh, wrap it up. Like we said, the point of all of this is that you're already who you need to be. The universe already takes care of its own. You don't have to do anything in order to get good or God or love to show up in your life. It's simply a matter of taking out the garbage, whether that's a burning bowl or just saying no to something that's hurting you. Whatever it is, take out the garbage so that you can have room to just look up. There is something beautiful going on around you right now and you're missing it. 
there's something in front of you that you can put down or look around, take a minute because there is something beautiful waiting for you, not far away, not some time away, but right where you are because wherever you are, God is and all is well. That's what they say and they say it because it's true. This podcast was uh, produced here on the lovely orange couch. I love, I love the way that we do this. Some people have a sound booth or something. Studios is set up to where we have a couch and a microphone and some coffee and whatnot. It's pretty great. And uh, our sound engineer, as always, is the uh, handsome and strong Raina Randolph. And the music is done by her and the beautiful and talented Miles Randolph, who also took pictures for this uh, episode of the podcast. So yeah, you show up on the website, I'm sure. Yeah, you might get to see what we look like when we're working <laughs> or playing. And, I don't know. Uh, is this work or is this play? I think that it's nice when there's a blurry line. And once again, it is completely supported by you. So thank you very much. And you know, there's lots of things you can do to help us out. But the most important thing is, hopefully there was some idea in here that we talked about that helped you in some way. Share it with somebody else. Pass it on. 